for those of you who are married, is you have to have concurrence with your wife. Mm, this, right. this, this, is, this is a full court press. It is going to take yeah. all your time to do this, and it's going to it's going to require so much effort. It's going to require your family to help you. It's a family thing, right? It it's is not a just family you. Things. No, it's a family thing. So that's why it's so important that your wife be on board with you. I mean, I have seen church planters where the wife wasn't on board, and it's it's a disaster. This is the Men Refined Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Men Refined Podcast. Today I have, again, having the pleasure to have my good friend, my mentor, my pastor, John Churchill. John is from Miami. Uh, he served in the United States for about 22 years, came out of that church planter. He's been investing in church planters since then. Currently, he's a pastor of missions from Christ Journey Church, also in Miami. Uh, John is married to his wife for 40 years. He has three children, 10 grown children, and uh, he loves investing in the new generation of leaders within the church. John, welcome to the podcast, sir. It's a pleasure. Thanks. It's so good to be here with you again. And uh, yeah, I just am so thankful for uh, for our relationship and for getting to meet you and, and work with you. And I look forward to, to this discussion. I uh, I will say though, as a as a just as a word, uh, I am I am not an expert in church planting, but I did plant the church, so I can speak from my experience. But again, I'm not an expert. Yeah, and I think um, I usually tend to say that if you haven't gone through certain things or what people are trying to ask advice from, don't even give that advice. If if you haven't planted a church, right, how how you can give advice for church planters? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a little bit of a, of a room there for grace, right? Because there's methods and there's a scripture, biblical testimonies and and references that we can go back and forth but the reality is that now you have your experiences that you can speak of mm -hmm. um and then you know good the bad the ugly right because it's not really nothing beautiful out of it the only beautiful thing is that seeing people coming into into the faith and everything else is definitely secondary yeah. that's just been my experience. So yeah, definitely we want to talk about church planting today. And for those who are, of you who are listening, it's church planting means planting churches um, from the ground up, getting people together, getting a vision in place. I will say the vision comes from God and God alone, not from our hearts and our minds. We usually get in the middle of this and we tend to realize it later in life, but the vision needs to come from God. I believe that God needs to put that in our hearts and it needs to clarify that through his people and speak to us and telling us that this is this is this is the way. This is this is what I'm trusting you to do and trusting in God. So coming out of your military career, John, how about you explain a little bit how God called you to plant a church and what was that transition look like in your life back then? When I when I retired from the army, I, uh, I I had sensed God's call into vocational ministry, and um, 
And also, I, he was pretty clear that he wanted me to come back home to Miami. And, uh, and so, so I did, really, but not knowing what I would do. And so my, my uh, strategy when I came back to Miami was I was going to talk to as many Christian leaders in the city that I could and, and see what, what they thought I should look for for going into ministry. And, uh, and every man I talked to said, uh, if you're coming in here to Miami to do ministry, you should consider church planting. Now, I, I had been in the Army 22 years. I, I had not even heard of church planting. I had no idea what it was. Um, mm. And then as it was explained to me, I, I said, uh, well, I, I think that the main explanation was is uh, that 80 to 90 percent of church plants fail in the first five years. And I'm telling you that I would not get on an aircraft with an 80 or 90 percent chance of failure. And so um, it, it frankly scared me. I really uh, I fought the Lord on it um, for, for several months. And, and so where it came to a, a head was I. I knew that I'd have to make a decision, so I, I decided that I was going to uh, pray and fast for three days. Um, and in the middle of that, of those days, the second day, uh, this guy who I'd been talking to, who was responsible for church planting here in Miami, uh, he and I had already had a meeting scheduled, so we we met. And he, uh, after a bit of discussion, he just says, "So, John, what's the holdup? It just seems like God brought you here for this." Um, you know, you're available. You're, you, he wants you in ministry. Uh, so what's the holdup? And I, I said, my, my, my response to him was, I don't want to fail. Hmm. Uh, I hate failing. Uh, I, I know pretty much everybody does, but that's, that's me. And, uh, yeah. so he said, uh, okay, well, just let me know. So what happened was then on the third day of my fast, uh, the Lord, um, in his grace, essentially, I mean, this is one of those things where you don't hear him audibly, but you know that he's speaking, uh, said, oh, okay, so this is all about what you want. You're afraid, so you don't want to do what I say. And, I, you know, I said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I, I repented and said, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, uh, that's what I will go do. And, uh, and, and, one of the, and so I went back to one of the men who had told me uh, to consider church planting that maybe that's what God was bringing you here for, and I and it was uh, it's actually at the church I'm at now, and uh, the, the pastor there, Bill White, said, "Hey, uh, you should consider that." And so after the Lord was very clear what He wanted me to do, I came back to Him and said, "Man, I need help. I'll, I'll do what the Lord says, but I can't do this alone." And so this church at that time, it was University Baptist Church, um, mm -hmm. helped me tremendously in the first say about three years uh, to to get this thing started. Um, these stats really can scare a lot of people, right? These stats uh, yeah. are actually not just something that you see in paper. It's actually real. Yeah. I mean, this thing is real. And it's not just with church planting. It's people that go into ministry and trying to give their life to the, to the faith and to really what it means to raise people from the dead and encourage people. Because that's mm -hmm. really... What, what I learned through my years in ministry, what it is, you're actually trying to raise people from the dead. And I'm not saying that we are the ones that are raising people from the right. dead. What I'm saying is that we're that helper, right? Through the grace of Jesus Christ and through his spirit that help us. He puts the words in our mouths. He gives us the, the strength and the courage 
to keep going forward so we can do his mission and we can love on his people. Yes. And man, how difficult it is to love God's people sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's extremely it's extremely difficult. So when you heard the stats, right? Obviously, that's something that discourages and could discourage anybody. Um, there are others that will say, I will go against the stats and I'll just keep pushing, right? But the reality sits in. It, it just settles eventually. Yeah. yeah. And you said you needed to find help. You also said that you didn't know much about church planting. Like, yeah, what does I mean, that even really, mean? Yeah, I didn't right? anything. God put something in your heart and he started opening doors. But just can you just take us through this process uh, for somebody who is new to to the church planting word statement? What does that really mean, and what yeah. does that entail? Obviously, we have you know I was grown Southern Baptist. I still consider myself a Southern Baptist. Uh, the Southern Baptist has this thing called Northern um, uh, American Mission Nam- Board. North American Mission Board, um, which is a church planting network, right? Yeah, that's, um, it's actually and, their, their network is called the SEND Network. The SEND Network. You're right, yeah. the SEND Network. And obviously, they provide a lot of resources, and uh, they help a lot yes, for those who want to, who have that in their heart and for those who have been called. But take us through that through that season, John. Yeah. Um, very briefly, uh, expanding in, in, in what you uh, think that is wise to mention that can be uh, a help to somebody who's listening. Yeah. Uh, I, I think first of all, the, the important thing, and it's actually on the website, the Send Network website in NAM says church planting is all about stepping out in faith. And, and that's an absolute truth. That's why for me, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. call of God was important because when I know that that's what he, he wants me to do, I can then step out in faith. It's kind of reminds me of Peter, uh, coming off the boat in the middle of the storm to, to walk on the water. It's uh, it's that kind of stepping out, you know, with him yeah. stepping out, you know, then he was able to walk on it. But it, yeah. and it, and for me, that was, that was very difficult since I didn't really have a lot of uh, church planting background. But as I learned, um, it, it, church planting is one of the best ways for evangelism to get accomplished. Um, for instance, I think in, if I remember the stats in, in Southern Baptist, um, the, the average church of 100 um, maybe uh, baptizes two or three a year. But when it's a church plant, you're getting eight to 10 a year so uh, of people being baptized. So it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a very effective evangelism tool. Um, and it comes from many things. Uh, I mean, you're, you're stepping out in faith, and the only way you're going to survive is to share your faith. You know, that's it's right. Kind of, kind of one of the motivations is, I hate to use this word, but desperation. You just, mm. you know, that you've got to have people in order to make it. And so, uh, so, so you reach out. I, um, I would say that, um, that you, you, you have to hold on to where God guides, He provides. And, um, and so, so the, the call is so important that, that you know for sure that God is calling you. To plant a church and where he's calling you, because I think where is important. Um, so you don't want to just jump. Uh, okay, I'm going to plant one right here, because right here may not be the place he wants you. But um, and and I think another part of that call um, 
for those of you who are married is you have to have concurrence with your wife. Mm, this, right. this, this, is, this is a full court press. It is going to take yeah. all your time uh, to do this. And it's going to, it's going to require so much effort. It's going to require your family to help you. It's a, it's a family thing, right? It it's is not just you. Things. No, it's a family thing. Right. So that's why it's so important that your wife be, be on board with you. I mean, I have seen church planters where the wife wasn't on board and it's, it's a disaster. It's a, it just doesn't work. So, um, so yeah, you, you got to have your call and then your wife has got to say, okay, I see that call and I'm, I'm with you. And, and then, and then you can move forward. Um, I think that, um, I, I just encourage anybody who's interested in church planning to learn everything you can about it uh, as, you're, as you're considering. Is this God, what God's calling me to do? Uh, learn how it's done. Um, you know, talk, talk yourself to other church planters and, and learn. Um, and, and, then as, and, then, and then just step out in faith and go, and go for it. Uh, and that's different for everyone, like you mentioned. It, it, yeah. you know everyone's your own individual so that's that's uh you gotta say okay lord what is it that you are having me to do and then and then step out in those kind of faith um i i would say one of the things to consider that i i think looking back on it i wish i had done um it is uh i think i think the people that do church planting bivocationally um many times have a little bit more success. Like for instance, I've got uh, a close friend here in Miami. who's a church planter that, uh, that he, yeah, he, he's been bivocational, uh, has had another job the whole time. And so all, so the church didn't have to worry about paying him, you know, this church plan. And, uh, and so all that money was being able to use for outreach and evangelism. And, uh, and that makes a big difference. So, Looking back on it, had I even thought about that, known about that, that probably would have been a better way to do it. Um, but you had mentioned earlier, I did, I did have some support. I had some support from this my mother church here, and I also had some uh, support from the Southern Baptists. And and just as a listen, the Southern Baptists were extremely helpful. They uh, they were always there for me, but and they did give some finances, but it it's not a whole lot, and and so. It's, it's right, right. You, you can't just depend that, that it's going to do that. I know some other denominations, you know, they, they continue to pay the pastor's salary, but, but that's not the case with, uh, with the Southern Baptist. So, you know, you're, you're stepping out and having to, having to figure out how to raise funds and, and, uh, and get people to support you uh, at the same time. I would also say for a church planter, don't plant without a coach. I, I think you always have to have someone speaking into your life. And, and I don't really mean as a mentor, but somebody who's coaching you, who's helping you to see options mm-hmm. in front of you. Because sometimes you, it is so hard. As a matter of fact, I, I would it's honestly to tell you is that church planting was much harder than anything I ever did in the Army. It, yes. It was, it's really hard. And so yes. it's, it's important that you have somebody helping you Open your eyes to what are the possibilities that God has for you. What are the things that He He wants you to do, and helps you help you to find that, so you can then um, move forward with that. Um, so yeah, it's a step of faith. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's some of the challenges that a lot of people don't um, don't don't think about, don't 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 
don't, don't wait in. And I think, as you mentioned, uh, having somebody in your corner who can really explain the process, um, um, you know, I think uh, an organization as the Southern Baptist and the um, the Send Network um, is one of those. They 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 they're really good at at, at explaining uh, what's needed, um, what your resources are if you need them, um, but also having the right people uh, in your corner. I think is important. It's not something that is meant. Community is not meant to be done by yourself. And planting a church is. It's developing a community of people toward the same goal, united in Jesus Christ as the center overall, and having faith, that faith that surpasses all understanding. And what you did with what it was Bay Community Church, it's not just, okay, we're going to plant a church. Like, what are the physical needs that need to happen for this to flourish in some sort of capacity or way? Um, we're talking now about building. We're talking about resources, right? So we're talking about money. Uh, We're talking about how we're going to evangelize people, how we're going to educate and train people. A lot of churches, obviously, when they do church planting from from a mother church, they usually send a few families out Mm -hmm. to plant. Here where we are in Colorado at this moment, um, um, the church that we're part of, uh, God did something crazy, amazing. And this was in COVID year. We were looking to expand to another campus 20 minutes east of our location. Um, and God provided the building. He provided the finances. He provided the people. So so a couple of families went out from the Boulder location, the Erie location, which is the, the two main locations. Uh, Boulder was the first one, then was Erie. And, and they started working. That COVID year, all these families helped and, and it's still, uh, it's considered like a church plant because it had to be raised from, from, from the ground up, all mm-hmm. these, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. in, this, in this new neighborhood, right? Yeah, so absolutely. it takes a lot of work, takes yeah. a lot of work, but then you have the backup of your mother church in this case. Now, this is not planting a church. This is planting another location. Of the same charge, but in essence, it's church planting 101 yeah, because in, you are in new territory, yeah. right? So, talk a little bit about that, um, that season finding a building, where to meet. See, people think about church, people think about the building. That's not what church is. No, so church really, is the people, it's all about the church people. is the people. Yeah. There's so many good stories about churches meeting in living rooms and being flourishing that community i mean that's that's the heart of the church right we say that church happens in circles not in rows so community that's where i mean community that's where happens that's where you connect with people and that's rich and that's beautiful for those who are believers that's what we encourage so much to be in a community group in a life group mm-hmm. so basically a church a planting a church is 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 the developing that community group somehow to a point where people now are trusting more into right. that and they're right. being discipled and they're being trained uh, to step out in faith, yeah. to do what God is calling them to do. So talk about building, talk about setup. I mean, there's a lot of cookie cutters in church planting. You got to have this, you got to have this, you got to have this, but let's be realistic what a church is. Yeah, Church is more than a building. Yeah, it really is. It really is the people. And so uh, you had mentioned, you know, church is starting in a home and ours did. 
It, uh, it started in our home. Uh, there were a very few families that came out of our mother church uh, that helped us uh, get started. We probably spent a little over a year in, in discipleship with the folks that were there. Uh, we met weekly, um, developed them, helped them grow in, in their faith, grow in their leadership. Uh, before we, we decided as a group it was time to, to launch out and do what the Lord had told us to do. Uh, but it was a long process. And, and the building part, or well, I think there's, a, there's so many different, we had talked, we've talked a little bit about finances. You're going to always have to figure, figure that one out. But the, the, the where to meet is important. Um, you know, once, obviously, once you outgrow your home or the home that you're meeting in, it's time to look for something else. And, and so when we looked, we, uh, we wanted the, we, we knew what the geographical location that God wanted us in, uh, in South Florida. And so we started looking around. We looked at any place that we could meet, possibility. And so the very first place we met um, that, that was an elementary school that was open uh, to us being there. Um, I will say that that has its if, – if you're going to plant, um, you might – I would just I would say maybe consider a middle school or a high school. And I say that because all the chairs in the elementary school oh, are pretty tiny. Tell me about it. So, oh, I know. so we had to, we had to bring in our own chairs um, every every Sunday, uh, and it was actually my my son and I would uh, would put all the chairs on a trailer, take them, uh, unload all the chairs each week, and set it all up. It it was a uh, it was a lot of work. I'm very it thankful is. that my son. Helped, and actually, our, our whole family helped at different things. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get, getting the word out. Um, you know, our kids were all teens, and they, they helped, you know, we, I remember walking through many neighborhoods with them, um, just handing out flyers and telling them about the church that was getting ready to start. So it really is a, a full a full court press. So I would say, you know, you got to look at every opportunity. I. But look, again, if God guides, he's going to provide. He'll provide the place for you to meet. You're just going to have to be, but it's going to take you to do some legwork. You're going to have mm -hmm. to step out in faith and just talk to people and, right. and find out what, what place is open, what place you can go. Um, and, and I think the uh, we mentioned developing people. Uh, you know, we, we launched with, uh, with, a, with a core group of only about 14 people. And, and now looking back on it, I think that that's probably too small of a group to have. Um, I think we were a premature launch in many respects. Um, mm -hmm. And God still blessed it. And it still was good. I mean, preemies do live and grow. Um, but I think it would have been better to take more time and, and, and have a group maybe double that size, at least. Mm -hmm. um, at least. Uh, you know, 28, 30 people to, to start out with, I think we would have, it would have been and this is not the right word, but easier. Uh, it would have been, you've been able to do more with uh, with what you had, with the gifting of the people and that. So yeah, looking up, looking back on it, that's that's probably uh, somehow would have done uh, differently. But, uh, but you know, the Lord was, the Lord was gracious and people came to know Christ and lives were changed. And so very, very thankful that, that we had that opportunity. Uh, to grow that, to build, to to invest in people, and really, I, I mean, I love you mentioned earlier. I just love investing in in the next generation, um, and, and caring for them. I, I will tell you uh, just another kind of statistic. Um, 
is that you you are going to attract people within about 10 years of your age. So hmm. when, when I planted, I was 44. So and it's true, I attracted people from 34 to 54. And, and that's that's pretty much what's going to happen. So when you when you talk about who do you who you're going to target, I, I think start with thinking about your age first, because because uh, 44, I, it was hard to attract young families until we really got going. Um, mm. you know, where we could provide, uh, children's ministry and that kind of stuff. But, right, um, right. so it's, it's just uh, real cr- crucial that you, you think that through, uh, when you're figuring out who the Lord wants you to target, to bring into his kingdom. So we spoke about what it means to do the physical work, man. I remember when we planted out of BCC and, and went to Revolution Church. Yeah, you mentioned bringing in the chairs. I mean, we were meeting in a in a dance studio. Pretty cool setup, you know, wooden floors, nice, because we could do a lot with the space, right? But at the same time, there was a lot of work. You know, yeah. I remember my Sundays. You know, there was no Sundays off, right? Right. That's just, right. that's what you do, right? We, we, we pack up the truck full of chairs, tables, signs, you name it. It was Fabian and I, both trucks were loaded. You know, seven thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. seven o'clock. It was that. That's that's all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a real struggle at times, but it's also a real blessing to see that if God is calling you, like you said, He's gonna provide, and He's gonna you know He's gonna give you the strength that you need. He's gonna open doors, and however it may look, you know, this is the time, and God is calling you for this specific thing at this specific location, in this season. And you just have to give yourself to God and just understand that God is going to provide and he's just going to guide you. Thank God I was younger back then. Like you said, it's, it's, a, it's an issue when, when you have people around you, like you said, they're 10 years older or 15 or 20. You know I mean? You have your, 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 your elders, right? Your older people within the church. You have younger people within the church. So everybody tries to, tries to, in some sort of capacity, help. How do you manage that? How do you encourage serving as a church planting? Because everybody's going to have different gifts, for good or bad. Some of us will say, oh, I want to do that. I'm like, yeah, okay, but should you? <laughs> um, well, I want to help here. I'm like, oh, that's thank you. Praise the Lord, but should you so there's 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 a need of trying to help people identify their gifts and encourage them to do something else because you may not need them here you may not you may need them there do you struggle through that yeah yeah we, we struggled with it some I, I will say that as as an early church plant in the early church plant life um, you really don't have much choice um, because everybody's needed and they may not work where their gifting is. They just have to because there's not enough people. Um, right, right. But, but yes. we, did, we did see over time that God did bring more people. And so then we try to marry their, what they did up to what they, what they were gifted at. And, and, and that's, that's certainly where you want to get to. I mean, that is, that is always the goal. Because, uh, like, for instance, your, your greeting team, I mean, you really don't want an introvert on on the greeting team. One hundred percent. But when you're when you're just starting, uh, you don't, you got to go with what God's given you. 
and, and he'll He's bless use that. anybody. Yeah. He'll use anybody. Yeah. Or you may have people doing kids ministry that have never done it and aren't mm-hmm. super comfortable with it, but but they're being obedient to what the Lord's having them do. And so you're, you're going to get that. But yeah, as time goes on then, uh, and you have more people, it really is important that they, that they, that they serve where their passion is, because if, if it's not, then it's, then it's a drudgery. Oh no, I have to go in and be with the kids. Uh, Mm. Oh no, this, Oh no, that, you know, and Mm. you really do want, you want people working out of their giftedness and you, you see greater fruit by that happening. So, yeah, I'd say that as you get older as a church plant, two, three, two, three years, you got to start looking at, at the gifting and, uh, and and get people going that way. You mentioned that if you have to do this all over again, you you would change a couple of things. One, you you would prefer to have more people at church planting to start uh, with, at yeah. the start at, this, at the start of it, right? Right. Um, and I think you know there's a need for that because now you can you can share many responsibilities. The more people the yes. easier we'll get yes. and everybody can actually be in their gift mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for the work of the kingdom, especially you as, as trying to lead this church and encourage people, lead them into, into, into that place where God wants them. And I think that's extremely valuable because everybody has, everybody has a work to do. Everybody has a place in the church and everybody's important in the church. But the more you have, obviously, the more resources you you can you can have at your disposal. And to put it in better words, the more people we have, the better resources God has as its disposal. But understanding that God is gonna do what only God can do with the people that are called to. The laborers are few, right? right. There's a lot of work out there, but there's not enough laborers. Right. And and through church history, we've seen. God work miraculously through through just the few, right? Mm-hmm. To those mm-hmm. elected, to those saints. They're just always a few. And and God uses those fews and 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 the and the faith of the few to to encourage the rest of the people. Yeah. So when God calls you, I think what you mentioned is at the beginning of our conversation, um Somebody ask you, you're available. And I think God is always looking for people that are available. And I think people like think, okay, what's my gift? What can I bring to the table? How can I help this church plan, this ministry, etc.? Even in your own church, how can you help at church is crucial. Yeah. I will say, if you're available, just go to one of the pastors, go to a ministry leader, just go, go to any go to anybody who has a as a, a some sort of name tag or whatever and say, how can I help? Right. How can I help? They're not gonna ask you what are you good at. They will not ask you that. You just gotta be able to be available mm-hmm. for God to use us in the way that He wants to use us. And through that, He's gonna grow us. How can you be available for the work of God. I think that's key. And church planting is a real is a real deal because God is just looking for people that are available. Yeah. Even in church planting. Yeah, it's really cool as 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 God as God brought this core group together is is that it were it were there were people like that that just were available to what the Lord would have. I remember and you know uh Husto and Julie Rico were uh, an incredible couple. Uh, yes, and and I and I actually just met them uh, through 
through church, but also through their work as their, their business was a printing business. And for a church planter, you got to send out flyers and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so, so they were helping with that. And I just started talking to them and, and they, they were just at the point in their life where they were available mm-hmm. to do something like this. To, to, mm-hmm. Their kids were a little bit older. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, they could, they could go do that. And, and they, they made an incredible impact. Uh, I mentioned kids earlier in kids ministry. It, it really is not my forte, but it was Julie's and uh, mm-hmm. she, she loved it. And so, God brings those people they're, they're, If Amen. their hearts are available, he'll, and he, and I believe he'll bring the right gifting too. Um, yes. You, you then just got to kind of sort that out and see, see where that, where they serve and, and how they serve. Again, I focus on their passion. You know, what, what is it that really gets them going uh, in the faith and, and let them do that. We had, we had uh, Guillermo Russo, who's now a, a, a pastor in Argentina and uh, he, man, he he's one of these super fired people person. You know, he he just loves yep. people and is the friendliest guy in the world. And God brought him to us, and so he, yeah, he he headed up the greeting ministry because he was the number one greeter, probably even now, probably the number one greeter that I've ever met. One hundred percent. Same here. So God God brings those those uh, those people to you. He brings the right mix. You just got to kind of sort it out. You you just said something that. It's been dwelling in my head for a while through conversations with other people and and ministry. I'm very involved in men's ministry here in the church that, that we're planted at. You said that this couple, Justo and Julie, they were they were in the right place. They were available at the time. Their kids were a little bit older. I think there's a lot to say to that. And I and I want to take your 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 five cents in here or your or your dollar. Because a lot of people say and and you probably heard this before. A lot of people say, I can't serve right now, or I don't have time to be serving right now because my kids are small. It's just too much. It's just too much to handle, blah, 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 time, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to be gra- gracious with what I'm about to say here. I think whoever knows me knows me that sometimes I can be raw and I can just can say things the way um, I think them. And But reality is that when when we got uh, to be part of a church and we became believers, we we had little kids. Um, and my daughter wasn't even born there. We had the blessing from God, and this just is it was from God. We were blessed to be able to grow our kids in the church, and and then church planting happened, and they were there. Right, that's all they know. That's all. That's their world. They're still in church. They're still helping me as a leader at uh, for the middle schoolers. Uh, she's going to be a senior next year. Valentina is going to uh, be in high school next year. And she, so she's being trained to be a leader from high schoolers in a year or two. So there's a lot of that that has been a blessing because we put in the work. Now, just expand. I'm just giving context here. What I wanted to say is that we help the church. We were in the church. We were the church. We were not just people that just went to church, sit down, and left. We were the ones that do that did the work. Now, how did that happen? I don't know. I didn't know anything about church back then, you know. But I saw people doing work, mm-hmm. and I could not be. And I don't know if it is because the kind of person that I am, or 
because just God grabbed our hearts. I will tend to lean into God use us. He put something in our hearts, uh, that's, you know, serving thing within us. We just wanted to serve somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And we just give ourselves to the church. So we just yeah. serve. Yeah. We had three kids, three little kids. We yeah. went through um, all that journey, extracurricular activities, you name it. We 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 help the church. We yeah, planted church. The church yeah. Right? We planted church. So is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Yeah, we is. have the time and the space to help the church. Now, do we want to go through the effort? I think that's a different story because right. it's, a cost. it's work. Yeah, It's a, a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, it's works and it's identifying your non-negotiables for your family. And like you said, it is, this is a family thing. Yeah. Like this is what we do. This is who we are. As a right. family, we serve the church. Yeah, Whatever we are in the world, we serve the church. And period. the big picture, we're serving the church because we serve the Lord who wants everyone to come to know him. You know, Amen. everyone to have a personal relationship with him. Amen. Uh, as you were talking, I just started thinking about, um, I mean, discipleship is a key part of this as you uh, mm. have you bring people in, uh, some of them not not church at all, some with very light uh, times of church. I mean, you really have to teach them generosity. And and mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's something that's hard to learn, especially in our society today where it really becomes all about you and your and what makes you feel good and that kind of thing. But I think that as a as a church planter and as a, a core group to teach about generosity, teach people how to be generous with their time, uh, like you were just talking about, you being with their talents, with the gifting that's God given, and then with their treasure. Because I mean, to me, I know that somebody is really walking with the Lord when they're doing that. When they're giving mm. their time, their talent, on, their yeah. treasure, they're growing, and so, uh, yeah, I just think yes. that that's a, a key, and 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 you guys were that way, you know, very much. So you were you were giving up your time, your talents, and your treasures, and God honored that. And uh, but we didn't know we didn't know we I say we because Yadi is part of it. My kids are part of this. We didn't know, you know, we do appreciate because you invested a lot of your time and effort and patience with my family extremely valuable insights. So we identify those, you know, and through the years, obviously we see things way more clearly, man. I think we, we, as men, we have to, we have to be graceful. We're grateful with ourselves because we just don't see what people are doing in our lives until a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. Right. You were a key instrument in our lives, in our discipleship, and um, you implanted that in us to serve. You encourage us. We saw you serving, so we served, right? And it's a lot of that. It's mm-hmm. doing life with those people, right? Understanding, gaining um, trust and knowledge and wisdom from you. I mean, that's crucial in ministry. And I, and I believe 100% that's what ministry is doing life with people, doing community with people. And I just, through the years, man, there's, there's, there's a lot of lack of that sometimes. Uh, Yeah. Of doing it together, doing it really investing. But when you look at Jesus, he was always concerned about people, individuals. He invested in in his 12 and even his three, the three of those that he invested more in. 
but he was always looking to to invest in the lives of others to to prepare them for the future. And I, yeah. I think I think that, that you have to do that. That's the, the uh, that, that that's something that people have to learn to to do. And uh, I, if I could just go back, to, uh, we kind of talked about a core team. And uh, and for those who might really be considering church planting, I just want to say God brings people together, um, and then, and it becomes really something that He has w- woven together. But I would just encourage you to hold them loosely, because mm-hmm. generally the core team stays together three to five years, and then you'll start having people leave, and that's mm-hmm. okay. God brought these gifting together for a certain time to get this church going. Uh, to right. plant it, to help it start and, and grow, and so I just say, don't be offended when they leave. It's all, it's okay. God brought them for a certain time to serve, to give their time, their talents, or treasure for that time, and then He has something else for them, and and that's okay. Uh, so hold hold them loosely. Open your hands and say, okay, Lord, whatever whatever you want, because I mean, honestly, when those people did leave, God replaced them. And other, others came in behind them. So, yes, amen. Yeah, John. In closing, uh, I I want you to probably summarize a couple of points that we talk. Um, obviously, we talk about the understanding of what church planting is and what it means, right? The, the physical needs that, that that are needed, the people that God brings together. And on top of that, quickly, if if you could expand and elaborate on a few key moments that you felt that, I don't know if I could do this. That moment, and I'm sure you had those moments. Yeah. Can you use elaborating one or share one yeah. with, with us? One moment that you kind of like said, man, I don't think I can do this. I'm ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. And how do you came back? I mean, there, there were several times, especially, you know, especially when finances would get thin and that kind of thing. There's a man, am I in the right place? And, uh, and that's why, and, and especially as we started there, there were a lot of times, you know, I remember when the, the prevailing strategy back then was to get on the phone and call 10,000 people. And with 10,000 people, you would launch a church. Well, man, I, I don't really like talking on the phone. Uh, you know, that, so that really wasn't something that, I, that really floated my boat. So uh, you, you have to learn through trial and error what works for you, for the person that God's made you into. Uh, but I, I think it all boils down to you can do anything that Christ asks you to do, but it has to be based on the call that God gives you. And I mentioned call earlier, but I, I would say the call, the call, the call. The only way that you keep going when those times get rough and they will come it is the call. I know that God has called me to do this for this time in my life, and I'm going to do it. And no matter how hard it gets, no matter how many difficulties arise, you know how hard it is to find a building, how hard it is to evangelize and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to do it because that's what God called me to do. And so that's why I said I said in the beginning, and I think it's a crucial, you have to know beyond a shadow of doubt that this is what God wants you to do. And this is where he wants you to do it. Because uh, I think that that's the only way, whatever success you have, it's going to come because because you're following the call that God's given you. And uh, I've seen, uh, this is kind of off the subject, but I've seen many church planters come down here to Miami who... Uh, from, from other other parts of the country 
who who've not who've not done well, who who ended up failing in the church plant, but they weren't connected here. And so I, mm-hmm. I think you know I'd say when you're when you're considering church planting, Lord, is there something where I'm from? Uh, you know, at least pray through that, and then if He says no, go to South Florida, or go over here, and then go. But but it's important that you know you you plant you you, you flourish where God has planted you. So. Look there first, and then say, "Lord, okay, is there somewhere else?" Because like you got Rick Warren, who who planted Saddleback Church, and he just did it by um, a pin on the map, and and knowing that that's where God wanted him to go, he wasn't from there and grew a mega church. So you can do, you can do it in elsewhere, but but consider where he's planted you also uh, as you're as you're searching out where God wants you to go. But get make sure you are called from God to plant and where to plant. That's extremely valuable. What works in Miami is not necessarily going to work in in some suburbs here in Colorado. That's for sure. You know, you have you have a clash of cultures and and location base and activities uh, around different seasons. So it is a it is a challenge. It is really a challenge. And I think that that's something that we have to be wise enough to 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 see where God is taking us and what really what God is wants to do. Now, is it possible? Of course it is. But knowing that you have to adapt completely to your environment because you got to adapt yourself to where the people are, right? The Bible says you need to be where they are. Jesus says, I'm going to where the people are. Like, I'm going to meet them where they are. And that's what, that's some of the key fact. that's some of the key examples that we need to follow. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate you, you know, this conversation. I hope it can encourage anybody. And if it does, would you mind sharing this episode with somebody? Again, John, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, I, we hope to have you soon. Man, it, was a, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for the great discussion. And um, may God continue to bless you and this podcast to, to reach more people for the, for the glory of God. Thank you, sir. Amen.